0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching Just Another Pinball Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Joel with Just Another Pinball Podcast. This is episode 9, and I'm excited Yeah, once again to uh, have a chance to record and uh, make a podcast for you guys. Uh, My goal is to try to do one, uh, minimum would be like every two weeks, but sometimes that's obviously challenging when there's more or less news out there. And to be honest, when I was uh, preparing to sit down to do this one, I was like, all right, it's been two weeks, let's give this a go. Um, I didn't really have much, or I didn't think I had much. And then I actually sat down and um, just jotted down a few notes on a few things I can talk about. So the goal is always to go for, I don't know, less than an hour. Um, So let's just see what we get uh, here tonight. So hopefully it doesn't just sound like a like a list of rambling, (laughs) but we'll give it a shot. Um, so first off feedback and emails, um, got, got a few, uh, emails, which is great. Once again, feel free. If you have anything you ever want to talk about or discuss or comments, suggestions, anything, feel free to email me at just another pinball at gmail.com. But, um, got a few really nice emails. Um, Uh, one, once again, was from a guy over in Austria and he, he had brought up, um, something that I I don't think is discussed very often. At least, um, I, the only, the closest thing that I have that I listened, that's an international podcast would be, um, from some of the guys out in Australia, but you know, there's a lot of people in Europe that enjoy pinball and love pinball and play pinball. And that's what he kind of brought up. Was that the Europeans don't get a ton of love? And uh, there's some really skilled players there. There's some amazing collectors there. And uh, he had suggested that I could that I could interview, you know, um, a tournament player in Europe and just see how you know different pinball is for them and how they've handled COVID and all that. And I agree. I think that would be a very interesting interview. Uh, the challenge there is I I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody to interview, and um, and that's something I have yet to do an interview here. On the podcast that wasn't actually face to face, and so trying to figure out the semantics of recording that. Um, but that's definitely something I could consider looking into uh, if, if if people wanted to do that, or if people have any other interview suggestions. Uh, random side note: I did actually reach out to uh, Zach Sharp at Stern just because I realized I would really love to interview somebody, uh, not necessarily a game designer. Not that I don't care about that, but um, more like somebody on their manufacturing side, and. Um, just somebody more the semantics and the details and the background stuff, you know, the unsung heroes at Stern or some of these pinball manufacturers. So um, I would love that. I would, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily be Stern. I'd love if somebody from Jersey Jack would want to do that. Or if somebody from spooky or whatever, like give me like, I want to know the background stuff. Like, okay, how do you order parts? You know, or how do you, how do you approach that? Okay. We want to do a custom part. So what all does that entail? you know, just because I think that would be really cool to hear. So um, if anybody listening to this has any ideas or have any contacts to somebody that I could reach out to, I'd love to do that type of interview. Um, but yeah, any any suggestions there on on things I can do, um, I'm all ears. Um, other feedback, I've heard from uh, Pinside specifically, there has been a few people that have posted that my audio quality has been, it's good, but it's too low, the volume's too low, And so hopefully I've adjusted some settings here and um, hopefully I sound decent and believe it or not, I'm going to actually hit pause for a second and listen. All right, there's an awkward break for you, but I actually did stop and listen and I I think I'm okay. I think the audio is okay, um, but I'll do the best I can with the volume and and tweaking there. Um, But I don't know, I'm no audio expert, so I hope I'm not blowing out your speakers and you know, I just, I want it to sound as, as good as possible. So any feedback there would be great. Um, so yeah, thanks for the response. Thanks for the feedback on Pinside. And I will say there is one guy on Pinside that um, on the TPN podcast or the TPN thread, he is not very kind to any of the other uh, podcasters. And um, I kind of asked him, I just said, I'm very curious what you think of, of my podcast. He, he does speak highly of Silverball Chronicles, which he should because that, that podcast is fantastic. It's an incredible podcast. Um, but I just asked him if he had listened to mine and, uh, his initial response was I listened to one and I can barely hear it. Uh, but when I listened to the second one, it was better. It was something like that. And so to me, it's like, well, he gave me a second shot, so I, I can't be too bad. So I take that as a victory. That's that to me is, that's great to hear that. Um, I don't know if he, if he wants to poo poo on other podcasts, that's fine. I mean, everybody's unique, but, um, I appreciate that he, that he's listening to mine. So, um, that's neat. I think that's cool. So speaking of podcasts, uh, Kaneda, I know I talked about Kaneda in a, in a previous podcast and just what I liked about him and what I appreciated about him. And what I will say is lately he's posted on Facebook, he kind of went on a rant that um, he didn't make any money. He didn't make any money doing this and he was spending a lot of time doing this. And so if people really want him to come back, um, you have to pay him for it. And... Uh, as somebody who, who does make content, I get it. I, I would love to be paid to do this. I, I understand it takes time, it takes energy. I'm recording this right now at 12:30 at night. You know I took 10 minutes to make a few notes and uh, after I hit the stop button, I'm gonna probably spend 10, 15 minutes editing and uploading. And that that's it for me, but you know I, but there's plenty of podcasters out there that, that spend way more time doing that. Um, and then I know I do streaming. I stream on Twitch and that takes nothing but time. I've spent a lot of money actually on equipment and time setting that up and just trying to make a, a stream. But the reason I stream is I enjoy it. I enjoy that. But I, I definitely had a, a ambitions going into it that it's like, ooh, I could I could potentially make a little bit of money here. And um, same thing with, you know, graphic design is my background. And, and I actually have some merch on, on Silver Ball Swag, and, uh, which I've sold a, a little of. And, um, so in my mind, I was like, man, if I could make, you know, like a little bit of money every single month that could fund this hobby, that could be incredible. That could be really cool. And, uh, I just want to be open and honest with you guys. Um, I started pretty much all this in the middle of May and here I am at the end of August, so a little over three months. And I just checked Twitch and I, between Twitch and Silverball Swag, I've made maybe right around $50. Um, and I can tell you right now, I've spent way more (laughs) than $50 investing in equipment um, and you know what? That's fine. I think it was an eye opener. You know, you hear about these Twitch streamers and I would say almost all of that is from Twitch. Um, but you hear about these Twitch streamers that just make a ton of money and, and the reality is it's just, it's not, it's not there. You know, pinball media, if, if I want to, Claim that there, there's, there's, there just there isn't money here, uh, you know. But at the same time, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of this. I've, I've, I've loved doing podcasts. I've loved streaming. I love the feedback and the conversation that that I can do doing that. So I'm, I'm gonna keep doing that. And that's, that's the challenge with Canada that I don't quite understand. Is you know he enjoys the attention. You know he enjoys the popularity. I loved that he made multiple podcasts a week. But looking back on it you know, a lot of it was just a little bit of news and more complaining. And, and I, but I was hooked. I mean, I listened every single time he made one and I enjoyed the news. And so if I, I don't know, the guy probably misses the attention and wants to be back in it, but he also realizes there are a lot of, there's a lot of time and, and invested in that. And he'd love to make some money doing it. What I am curious about though, is, I mean, he made it seem like he didn't quit podcasting due to lack of money. He quit podcasting because he was threatened with his job. Like it was a I don't know. At least that's what he said then. So now the reason I'm bringing this up is he's telling people the only way he'd come back to podcasting is if he made $500 a month. And what I don't understand is is, is how uh, I don't understand how that impacts his, or doesn't impact his job anymore. So I, I'm very curious there. And I don't know. Maybe he just he's gone away before and maybe he just leaves us wanting more and then he comes back with a vengeance. I don't know. But to me, sure, I would love to. I don't have a Patreon. I mean, if if one person, if one person emails me at Just Another Pinball Podcast and says, make a Patreon, I'd love to donate. Like, sure, I will gladly make a Patreon. But I'm not going to do that. I don't, I just, I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting that. Now, if if people want it, great. But as of right now, I'm not expecting that. Um, But Twitch, Twitch has been great. Twitch has been a fun way to be kind of supported in this hobby, which has been really cool. Um... But I will say the the even though like subs and and bits and everything on Twitch is is really neat. The one area that I'm probably most proud of that I'm being supported in is actually on uh, this weekend pinball. This weekend pinball has the promoters database, and um, I'm on there. I'm on there as just another pinball, and it's supposed to represent my stream, my podcast. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I haven't done a ton on there. Um, and I was reaching out asking for people to do reviews, and I've gotten some really, really nice reviews. And what what's really made me the most proud is I'm now on the first page of the promoters database. I only have eight reviews. That's all it took. But I'm on, I'm in the top ten technically. I, I've, I've t- t- top ten best reviewed pinball media. I mean i I don't know how else to say that other than that's awesome. Like I I'm really. Humbled by that, and uh you probably hear my mouse clicking here because I just wanted to check. Um, uh, there's 164 people, and I'm in the top ten. And uh, that's amazing. And so I, I personally I just want to say thank you to John, Ramrod, Tommy J, Oliver D, George, Matthew P, Joe, and Alex G for leaving those great reviews. It was just eight people, and by all means, anybody else that listens to this, I would love it. I would love to to continue to stay on that first page or, or move further up on that page, just because I'm, I'm hoping that is more publicity. It me, brings more people to, to my stream or more people to this podcast. And I just, I don't know, as I've only been doing this a few months and I just, I cannot thank those, those eight people enough for, for leaving those kind words. Um, so once again, shout out to, to this weekend Pinwell for not only supporting, um, uh, pinball media or pinball media creators, but, um, also just having an awesome platform that we can, we can do stuff like that. So yeah, if you, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to leave me a, uh, a review uh, on that, on this week in pinball. Um, so yeah, so Canada is Canada coming back. I don't know. And if he does come back, if he, if he puts his, his, um, if he puts his podcast behind a paywall, um okay i mean he's got some good tidbits of information would i be would i consider paying for that i might i might pay for that um but um i don't know i just found that very very interesting um that kind of i don't know, like threaten to like well i'll do it if you pay me um okay um more stuff, and, and I kind of feel bad bringing some of this up because I know I made a, a podcast a few episodes ago that was about, no, you know, lack of drama in pinball, and, and I don't want all pinball podcasts to just be talking about drama, but I do personally feel the need to bring up this topic, and Zach and Dennis actually talked about it on their latest episode of The Pinball Show, which is the video output board for Stern Games, and the reason I want to say it is because I'm personally involved. So to try to make this as clear as possible. Um, when you stream, the better looking streams out there have something called direct capture. So you have your LCD screen and instead of trying to set up a camera that put a camera on a TV screen, you are always going to get a glare. The colors never come through right. So the question is, can I can I capture that data? Can I kind of intercept it and then bring that, that data into my my stream, my computer, so that I can stream it out and it looks good. And the first person that I ever saw do that was, it was either Jack Danger with Dead Flip or it was uh, Kevin and Nick on Buffalo Pinball. I don't know. But it just, the, the fact that they could do it set their streaming like up another level. It was like that visually, it just looks so much more professional. And so I know when I started, I was like, I got to learn how to do that. I have to, I have to be able to do that. And there's actually a post on Tilt Forums that talks about how to do that with a stern board. And Kevin Manny from Buffalo Pinball actually made this awesome write-up to do that. And, and the reason it's complicated is it's not an HDMI signal. It's an LVDS signal, which is a different, completely different type of video connector. And um, basically through that post, it showed, hey, if you buy this board and this cable from China, um, you can do that. And so I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll give it a shot. Well, those boards and that cable cost roughly $40 once you add in shipping. Well, it takes anywhere from a month to two months, 30 to 60 days to get the boards. And I will tell you, I've ordered two now, two separate times, and one of them took right at 60 days and the other would took just a little more than a month. So not convenient at all to do. On top of that, the boards, the way they connect in, you have to unclip your You're like on your main stern board. You have to unclip the plug there. You have to put it into a plug on this board and they don't quite fit perfectly. And then this other cable, you have to clip it into your stern board. But once again, it doesn't fit perfectly and you have to line the pins just right. And it's definitely like there is room. It's one of those things where I did it once and I felt like I was doing brain surgery. I just was like, don't mess up don't mess up, you know, be gentle, just do this, don't force it, all those things. And then the reality was once I got everything plugged in the way I needed to, I actually put a bunch of hot glue on the connectors to like keep them in place because I didn't want it to potentially unplug. And then on top of that, you have this board that's just dangling around in your back box. So you have to buy these PCB feet to then stick it to your back box. So it's definitely something that it's like I did that and I just wanted to leave it. I did not want to touch it. Well, um, Jack Danger on Deadflip you see he plays a different game all the time and we've seen on stream where he sets up this connection and he's had this little white board that he's plugged in and that's not what the boards from China look like and so people would ask about it they're like what board are you using and he's oh this is a prototype board that that Stern you know and I have created and um so he's always had this, and, and the question was, well, is that ever going to be released? And he started talking about it being released, and I remember it was a few weeks ago. He actually showed on one of his streams. I, there was a link to it on Tilt Forum because I was actually looking at ordering another set of China boards, but I was thinking about trying, trying to buy the exact plug that Stern used and then repinning it just to make it better, and... I was researching into that, and then I saw a link on Tilt forums that somebody posted a video of Jack showing off the board. He's like, "Here it is. This is the board. This is how easy it is. Click, boom, boom, boom." And it's like that. That's awesome. Like that. That looks like it clips in there. It's super easy to do. It's exactly what what's needed. Um, that looks awesome. And he said, "Yeah, Stern should be releasing this. This is going to be coming out." So me personally, I emailed Stern's tech support, and I just said, "Hey." I just bought a Turtles, I stream, and I like doing direct capture, but before I order more boards from China, I'm wondering, do you have any idea when this direct capture board is going to be released? Jack Danger shows it on stream, it seems like it's nearing, you know, the final product or whatever, just curious on a date. Well, I think I had actually already ordered the boards, but I just sent that email anyways. And to my surprise, within a day, I got an email from uh, stern and they basically said the board that you're looking for is this part number it's already available and in stock contact your distributor to order one that's it it was like one sentence and then they sent me a pdf they sent me a pdf of instructions on how to use it and i the pdf and i was like holy cow this thing's done completely done so i reached out to zach at flipping out pinball he's who i got Turtle from he's obviously part of tpn i know him well and i just said hey zach check this out it looks like this board is available and Zach was like, "Holy cow, that is available." Um, he goes, "If you don't mind, don't post it on Pinside yet." He goes, "Reason being, I'd like to get a bunch of boards to send out to the TPN streamers, you know. So if there is a limited amount, I want to make sure that that you guys are covered first. And he goes, "And I'm gonna get one, and I'm gonna make a video showing how to how to do it." And I said, "Sure, no problem." So that was on like a Thursday. I think he had placed the order on like that very next day, heard back from him on Monday, and then he got the boards. I mean, it had been like within a week of me sending him that email. He got, he had ordered 30 boards. So he got all 30 of them. So that following Thursday, he made a video. He put the video up on YouTube and he told me, goes, hey, I'm really surprised because we joked about that. We're like, what do you think this board's going to cost? And the reality is a lot of Stern products cost way more than they should. And that's not, I mean, I don't worry, I still buy them. But we would love everybody in this hobby would love things to cost less than they do. Um, so we joked around. We're like, I bet that board's going to be two hundred fifty bucks, you know. Um, and you know the technology. I mean, the China boards are thirty to forty, um, but it's like it'll probably be like two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks. And I remember telling him, I was like, I really hope it's cheap because you know I have two Stern games down in the basement. I would love two. That way I don't have to switch it back and forth. And there's collectors out there that have 10. They probably want all 10 instead of having to switch it back and forth. So I was like, I really hope they're cheap. But realistically, I bet it's going to be at least 150 bucks, you know, is what we talked about. Well, the day he was able to place the order and get them in, he actually reached out to me and he's like, Joel, I can get these for cheap. Um, He's like, I basically, I'm going to sell these. For $39.99, basically to compete with the China board. But he's like, I can get these really cheap, and which is awesome. And then he's like, I'll do $39.99 a piece with $10 shipping, $50. Bucks. And it's like, that's awesome. That to me as a streamer, like to me, if I had two games, I'd buy two. If I had five games, I'd buy five. You know, that, that price point, it makes sense. And that's going to benefit or increase the streaming abilities for people out there. Now, other places that would potentially use this board, like bars, Maybe a bar, like a pinball bar, if they want to make that display bigger, they could put that display higher above the machine. In reality, I think it would be better if they put a camera on the machine and then displayed that on the wall. I've actually seen a few bars that do that, which is really cool because then you can see the play field uh, of somebody playing while you're standing behind them, which is awesome. But the the reality is that the, the, the people that are going to buy these boards are pretty much streamers or maybe a bar or a location i just don't see this is not going to be a, a flying off the shelf huge item for collectors i just don't see why they really need it um but it's mainly for streamers which in my opinion are streamers are there to show the passion and the love they have for the hobby and to grow the hobby that was my my thing so he got all those boards and he reached out to the where we have a tpn discord he reached out to everybody on tpn he said hey i got a board for everybody send me your address i'm going to send one to you you post the video It was awesome The good reveal well, that night on stream, that was on a Thursday, that night on stream, it was apparent because um, I saw the video afterwards that um, Jack Danger did not know that that board was out. And so somebody made a comment on on his chat. Hey, I just bought one of those boards. Thanks for all the work you did on them. Um, looking forward to getting it. And you could tell he was kind of surprised, maybe even flustered about learning about it being done. And immediately on the stream, stopped his stream and, and actually like stopped playing pinball. And, and he messaged Zach Sharp and he's like, hey, are these boards out? And if so is all the dead flip stuff included in it. And that made me wonder, what do you what do you mean dead flip stuff? There's 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 nothing this board, it's there's no branding. There's nothing on it. There's it's nothing there. So um clearly Jack has something to do with this board. I don't I don't know. And I know obviously he did a whole bunch of testing for it. But um I don't know exactly what's going on in the background. All I know is the very next day Zach had to pull his video and he could no longer sell the board. And um, the story, I don't know, at least what I've heard is it was incomplete or they're looking for licensing approval or they're looking for something. I don't know. But what I'll say is today in the mail, I got the board and it has instructions and I'm no computer pro- like physical computer maker or pcb programmer or anything like that but it looks pretty complete to me and i don't i just don't know i don't know what's going on but i feel like when i watched jack's stream that thursday and then when you watched the stream on friday explaining and saying yep that should have never been released there's some people's wrist need slapped like that was a miscommunication he shouldn't have sold those and he had made a comment, the The comment that bothered me the most was he made a comment that said those boards were, were, were supposed to be sold for hundreds of dollars more. And so to me, as a streamer, this was the first product in a long time that I was surprised with how cheap it was. And so, sure, maybe it should have been sold for hundreds of dollars more. But the reality was, I am incredibly grateful that Zach was selling them for $39 because that means... I could buy more than one. It would make my life easier. It would make my stream better. That's great. So for Jack to say this was supposed to be sold for hundreds of dollars more, my question is, well, why? Why? Who, who gets those hundreds of dollars? Is it Stern profiting from that? If Jack's saying my branding was supposed to be involved or there was supposed to be dead flip stuff involved with that, was Jack supposed to be getting those hundreds of dollars? I don't know. I don't know. And I appreciate what Jack does in this hobby. But at the same time, this is a part that... That I could that could really help a lot of streamers. And so, you know, if you want to grow the hobby and you want more people to stream pinball, then let's make it accessible. Let's make it easy. Let's make it convenient. Maybe that's something Stern does. That it's like, show us the Stern games that you're streaming and we'll send you one, you know, because that's more marketing for Stern. That's more like, yeah, get get our machines on screen more often and get them in higher quality. I don't know. Maybe he's saying it's a licensing thing where maybe they do have to get the rights from the different licensors out there of will you allow your video assets to be streamed on Twitch? But at the same time, I don't know how you control that. I don't know what there's there's nothing in this board or nothing they can change the code to like detect the board or something of like nope, Guardians of the Galaxy won't work with that board because those those video assets aren't clean. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm not I'm not an expert in all that, but all I can say is as somebody that enjoys this hobby and is passionate about this hobby, there was, this was an opportunity. I reached out to Stern. Stern reached out back to me. I reached out to my distributor. He reached out to Stern. He got the parts. All was was good. All was legit. There was a video put out there and then all of a sudden everything, somebody put down the k Bosch and was like, nope, this is not going to happen. And... Now it's kind of a sit and wait game, and I feel lucky to be one of the 30 people that got one, but the next batch, whenever those come out, I'm expecting them to cost a whole bunch more, and I'm very curious what more we'd be getting for that cost, because the reality is I wanted to buy another one, and I know there are other people on TPN that had placed mul- you know orders for multiple ones, and Zach just ended up sending out one each. So I don't know. To me, I... Once again, I'm not trying to start drama. I just wanted to share my side of this. I know Zach and Diane, or Zach and Diane, well, that's uh, family friends. Um, Zach and Dennis, Zach and Dennis um, mentioned this on their show. But I just think it's interesting that I I personally was the person that was involved and sent the original email that kind of started all this. Um so just curious, what's going on there? And uh, I don't know if we'll ever get an answer. But I was just—that was a product I was excited about. I was excited at the cost and the price. And now all of a sudden, that's not there anymore. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But to me, I think yeah, I absolutely think that's something that if Stern released them now and they're going to be three hundred bucks a piece, I think there's going to be a lot of people wondering. Well, what the heck is you know? I know if. If Zach can sell those to us for forty, let's say Zach doubles his money, Zach can probably buy them for twenty. So if he can buy them for twenty and they're going to sell them for three hundred, then where are the two hundred eighty bucks? Who's getting that? and Why do they need it? You know, I don't know. I don't know that answer. Um, but to me, I think this is a tool that would only grow the hobby. And so, yeah, it's not a blinky light. It's not a mod. It's nothing. It's it's an it's a tool that can allow their games to be streamed better and at a higher quality, and in my opinion, would make marketing the games better. So, just my opinion. Um, so, I don't want to... That's enough. That's enough drama. That's enough pinball drama for for uh, tonight. So, if anybody skipped forward through all that, that's fine. I'm not offended. Um. So, news. News is going on. I know there's a lot of people talking about rumored titles and... Um, Obviously, I think everybody is- assumes um, with JJP, the next game out is Guns N' Roses, which, you know, Eric Minier, I-, I like what he did. I think he did some really cool things with Pirates, so I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see what's coming out next, and I do think I'm, I'm waiting just like everybody else for JJP to say something about it, but they've they've held firm and said, we, we don't want to say anything until we're ready to ship the games. And they just moved, and I respect that. So I, I can wait patiently. That's fine. I, am I in the market for that? No, not at all. I can't afford it, and I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan. I just got my dream theme, which is Turtles. But um, I'm definitely curious to see what they do, because I think JJP does some really cool innovations. Um, some other stuff that's being rumored... Um, like Stern, Jaws. Jaws is always rumored. And and one thing I'm very curious about there, if you look on the edge of any modern Stern table, there's a sticker and it's clearly a code name. And so for Turtles on mine, the sticker says Jason. And all I can assume is Jason wore a hockey mask. Casey Jones wears a hockey mask. And that's the tie-in to Turtles. That's my assumption. Could be totally wrong. Um, well, on... Um, Jurassic Park the sticker said Jaws so I don't know if this whole idea of people rumoring Jaws being the next game I don't know if it's because somebody saw a months and months and months ago before before Jurassic Park was thing, and, you know released and they saw Jaws or they saw maybe that was the working title and that's what leaked I don't know but maybe Jaws is coming out I'm not I'm trying to think through that of how that would exactly work Um, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some huge Jaws fans out there. So if if that's a theme you're excited about, awesome. Another thing that's being discussed is, um, Queen and Led Zeppelin. And this is, this is a random thought that I had. And I'm very curious to hear what people think. But with music pins, music pins, like, like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is an amazing game. It's an amazing game. But is there any toy... On that game that could only be there for Iron Maiden. And the answer is no. Um, And so I'm curious. Could you replace. Could you take Iron Maiden and put in another band? Potentially. And so one of the thoughts I had was. What if. What if Queen and Led Zeppelin. Were actually the same game. Like what if Stern did that. And, And the reality is Stern has done that. Stern did that with Shrek. And Family Guy. And it just made me wonder If they had themes, like let's say there's a new Marvel theme coming out. Well, what if Stern made a Black Widow and a Black Panther machine? And they theoretically made it the same physical machine. The only thing that was different on it were arts and assets. So same code, same everything but just change the graphics and the actual, you know, play field and cabinet design. And that way it's like, we know these are both great games, but which one are you into more? I don't know. I'm just fairly curious if that's a, a, would be a solid design, not constraint, but like if you, maybe that would expand things of like, all right, we, we have this game, but we, instead of doing pro premium and LE, we have, you know, two pros, two premiums, and two LES, but it's all the same game. But it's like, do you want Black Widow or do you want Black Panther or do you want um, D- Doctor Strange? You know, like I, I don't know, but I, but I think there's a chance that you could do something like that. Um, and as long as you designed that way accordingly, so just very really curious if that's you know like Led Zeppelin and Queen, if they did make a game like same thing with like Beatles, like the layout of Beatles. I think you could put in a different band if you wanted to. Um, but those are the things where I just... Bands themes specifically, why not? Why not design a game and allow there to be multiple versions of it that aren't just Pro Premium LE, but actual content. So curious what people's thoughts are there, whether or not that's super dumb or not. But I I mean, I, they've already done it. They did it with Shrek and Family Guy. And I think that was somewhat successful. So, random thought there. Just curious what people think. Um, Feel free to email me at justanotherpinball at gmail.com. Would be great to hear. But, I, I mean, if you go further than that, like even Turtles, I'm trying to think of, like, what if you did Power Rangers? And instead of picking four Turtles, you could pick five Rangers. Same type of perks, episodes, different villains. I mean, instead of going under the Turtle Van, you went under, whatever, a Megazord. Head? I don't know but it's I mean is that obscure or too far-fetched to think about that if you had similar themes I don't know um all right what else do we have here another thing um I've been talking to on um there's a streamer and his name is uh don't panic flip and the guy's real name is George and George could not be a nicer guy but he has a discord and that discord's open for anybody to join and I have found as much as I like pin side discord has been now my favorite place to communicate or talk pinball with people Uh, because it's more like a big group chat which has been really fun but on that discord i've been talking to one of the guys and one of the guys um tom he's actually um he's been in the hobby roughly the same amount of time we're both roughly in the same like point in our lives like married currently have two kids his he has a second on the way like just we're right at the same point. He's been in this hobby roughly three years. And he brought to my attention something that I thought was really interesting. And it was the way that old fans of pinball treat new fans of pinball. And he compared it to, he used to be into motorcycles. And he said, it's really odd being the new person in because you feel left out. And in pinball, one thing I do know, and I I mean, I'm starting to do it, which is like name dropping, like saying names of people Um, like I just talked about Iron Maiden. I said, Keith just did a really good job on that. Well, if you're brand new, if this is one of the first podcasts you've listened to, you may have no idea. Who's Keith? Keith Elwin is who I'm talking about. He's, he designed the game, but like talking about some of these guys, he's mentioned that he's like, how do you guys know all these names? And it's like, well, just take time. You're going to learn. There are designers in this game that have done a lot, but then you also, you look at Pinside and there's so many people on Pinside that are just constantly talking about how great the old games were and the reality is if somebody's getting into this hobby there's a chance that they they're not getting into the hobby because they saw an old game on location they probably saw a new game on location so if somebody sees a jurassic park and plays it and goes i didn't know these were still being made that looks awesome i want jurassic park and then you get on pin side to start researching it and everybody talks about how terrible the play field art is or how bad the quality is and these games are junk and they're way overpriced I don't know. That may turn them off and be like, "Well, never mind." Apparently, I don't want to get in this hobby because, and I because I don't want to buy something that's thirty years old. That may break. That may be too intimidating. And so, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, if if you're one of those old timers, and I and I mean that as respectfully as possible, but like, there's no need to just bash things in this hobby. I mean, that's awesome that you experienced some some things that were different in the past, but that doesn't mean the present are garbage. And I have an example here and it's, and it's a a weird example, but my father-in-law, I actually, before I got into pinball, before I had my daughter, I actually built a lot of things. Like I just loved making things and I still love making things, but um, I do know I ran power tools a lot. And now that I have children, they sleep and they need to stay sleeping. So I can't run power tools (laughs) because it wakes them up. And so one of the things that I had gotten was I would gotten this uh, Craig jig and uh, that jig is a really useful thing at like basically allowing you to butt two boards up next to each other and then screw and at an angle. And I was, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a cool piece of technolo- technology and I showed it to him and he's like, oh, this is really neat. He's like, man, everything's made out of plastic. He's like, everything is plastic these days. And uh, he just went on this rant about like, how inferior tools are today to how they used to be because everything's plastic and I just you know kind of let listen to him and let him go on his little rant as respectfully as I can from my father-in-law but I remember afterwards finishing and it's like yeah sure everything was more well built like the technology of a hammer how much has a hammer changed in 40 years not a ton but let's look at a power drill like my my grandfather actually we just cleaned out his wood shop because he's now in a nursing home and he had some power drills that that were probably like the original power drills they're all metal they weigh a ton but i'll tell you what none of us took them we i think we either trashed them or sold them because sure that thing may be well built and that thing may be a drill way past my life and my kids lives but they suck they weigh a ton they're super heavy there's no like the tech. There's no more technology in them. I, I appreciate that is well built, but the technology isn't there. Look at a drill today, like brushless motors, the battery, they're cordless. There's batteries, the 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 power behind them, the torque, everything. There's lights built into them, so you can see. And that's what I'm saying is like great. I'm glad that the things were built better in the past, but can we acknowledge the improvements that are in the present and the technology that's in the present? And that's what I'm saying. Like sure. I have owned some of the older machines, and by older, I I mean, I've owned machines back in the 80s, and some people are probably laughing right now that 80-year-old pinball is not older pinball. But 80 years ago is still 40 years ago. 40-year-old machines, machines that are older than I am, sure, they may be, the, the, the cabinet was built better. There's things in them that, it's great that they're still running 40 years later. But yet, the technology in them, it's just like, it's not... There. The depth isn't there. The lights aren't there. The, the mechanics are not there. I mean, there are things there that are not as good as they are today. And sure, I'm not saying like I can I can acknowledge what's superior in the past, but please also let's acknowledge what's superior in the present, because the machines today are are coded in a way they're coded for a homeowner they're coded for you to spend hours and hours and hours playing this game and still not see everything there's video assets there's the, the the lighting in these games it's insane some of the um the way like the way to troubleshoot stuff the simplicity you look underneath the play field and people are like yeah look how barren it is it's like well it's barren because we've simplified so many things instead of having these crazy wire looms you know, you do have node boards, and you have all these other things. And sure, there's there are there's always going to be there. We could probably like we should probably take some stuff from the past that they did better, that probably cost more money. But let's at least acknowledge what's in the present. And so that's all I can say is to, you know, I've only been in this hobby three three and a half years roughly. But like to the people that are, if you find somebody that shows interest in pinball, please don't crap on it. Don't tell them that. I mean, that's a cool game, but man, I wish you would have seen the games 20 years ago or what you really want. Like, oh, you're excited about a stern Deadpool. Well, man, if you, you should, you should check out this game called Theater of Magic. That's what you really want. It's like, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, just don't, don't, don't do anything that takes joy away from another person or <laughs> don't do anything that could potentially slow anybody that's excited or new or fresh in this hobby. Don't do anything that's going to, it's going to take that away or slow them down. Um, if anything, encourage them and show them, you know, yeah, buy whatever machine you're excited about. Like let's, let's fuel that fire. Cause you know, if somebody's, if somebody's stoked about pinball, they're not buying one machine, they're going to start buying every machine and you're, or buy more and more as many as they can afford and it's really addictive, and it's not healthy, but it's awesome. I mean, that's what's awesome about pinball, and I think what's really cool is is it's this ebb and flow of some people buy one or two modern games, and then at, they go to a show, or they go to somebody's house, and they play some of the older games, so then they sell some of their modern games, and they start buying all the old games, and then they get the old games, and they play them for a while, and realize, you know what, I played all these, and these are awesome, but I can't afford to keep them, but I want a game with more depth, so then they sell them, and then they go back to the new games. It's like, just enjoy the hobby. And um, that's all I'm saying is just support. If, if you've been in this hobby a while, make sure you're supporting people that are new to this hobby. And and speak kindly or, or positively to them. That's all I can say. Um, and another thing to discuss. Um, I actually, talking about speaking positively to people in this hobby. I called somebody. I reached out to when I first started getting into streaming and podcast podcasting. There's one person that I probably looked up to continue to look up to more than anybody else in pinball media. And that's Jason Fowler, Jason Fowler with slap save pinball. When he came out, he just he dove in and his content was incredible. His YouTube videos. Awesome. His 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 podcast. Awesome. Like if I would, whatever, if it was a Monday and there were four podcasts available, if Slap Saves was one of them, that was the first one I listened to. And what I loved about Jason was he was real and he was authentic, he was genuine. And he just talked, he just shared that joy that he has for pinball. And he shared how much he liked or didn't didn't like a game. And um, yeah, I loved everything that Jason Fowler did. And what I will say is, and maybe this is me, you know, because there are new people that are potentially listening to this who don't know who this is. If you don't look up Slap State Pinball and go back and listen to every single podcast that they made because he was awesome. He what the, the the stuff that he created was awesome. But what I will say is right around the time that TPN formed, he was part of TPN, the pinball network. And there was a bunch of drama. There was a bunch of stuff that was being discussed on Facebook and Pinside. And unfortunately, it kind of opened Jason's eyes in a way where he's like why am I doing this if I'm stressed or upset or angered by what people are saying when at the end of the day all I'm doing is making free content then I don't need this I don't need this stress in, in, in my life and unfortunately it started to take away from his joy of the hobby so he stopped he stopped doing podcasting and so I actually reached out to Jason and talked to him on the phone for I think close to if not over an hour and I could not say I could to be honest I could not have enjoyed that phone conversation more what a genuine humble awesome nice guy Jason is and a lot of you are probably sitting there going yeah like they they've talked to Jason they've met him at shows it was great but I just said hey Jason I'm I found that I've really dove into this pinball media thing I'm starting to stream I'm starting to podcast I I'm your biggest fan basically and I saw you know it really bummed me out that you got burnt out on this and just like what can you do you have any words of advice? Do you have any words of encouragement for me? And basically all I said was just enjoy it. Make sure if you find that what you're doing, you're no longer enjoying, then don't do it. You know, don't put pressure on yourself to like stick to a schedule or, you know, if you find yourself scouring, trying to find content, then, you know, don't do that. Like just, just make sure that if you're enjoying every single time you record a podcast, then awesome. If you enjoy every single time you stream, then awesome. He said like streaming, he would spend hours and hours setting up and tweaking and getting his stream perfect to the point where he just didn't enjoy doing it. Um, and I don't know. I just, I can't thank Jason enough for not only what he made and it bums me out that he's no longer really making content, but also I just can't think of enough for the kind words that he gave me. He actually listened to one of my podcasts, reached out to me the next day and said some really encouraging words. And um, all I can say is Jason's on Facebook or if you know his email or he's on, um, he's on Pinside, uh, just reach out to him and just give him some kind words because I think he was almost surprised. I just wanted, I said, Jason, I want you to realize like, I know you're not making content anymore, but I appreciate what you did and you are one of the main reasons I'm doing what I did. And he was like surprised by the thought of that. I mean, what a humble guy. And so all I can do is encourage you if, if you if you enjoyed Jason and the content that he did, reach out to him and just just thank him or say that we miss him. You know, uh I miss Canada's pinball podcast, but I'm not begging him on his Facebook page, please come back. We need you. No, but if Jason gave me a pinball, <laughs> if he gave me a Facebook page that I could beg Jason to come back, I probably would. I probably if I had $5 that I could give somebody a month to do a podcast, I would give $5 to Jason Fowler before I'd give it to Canada, And that's just due to who he is as a person and his genuineness. Um, so that's all I can say. Just uh, get, shout out to him. I don't know if he's still listening my, to my stuff or not, but, but um, Jason's missed and I would love for him to return to this hobby and feel free to reach out to him. Um, but that's about all I have. I don't know. This was an interesting one. Um, I didn't really. There's just not a ton of pinball news. So hopefully this was entertaining to some extent. Um, one thing I will say is uh, this Thursday. I don't know if Zach will release this tomorrow, which will be Wednesday, or maybe even today, Tuesday. I don't. I don't know. It's one. It's one in the morning. But um, this Thursday, August 27th at midnight. So technically, it's going to be Friday. And by midnight, I mean Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm actually going to be streaming on Don't Panic Flips channel and we're actually streaming together. We're going to do a battle. Um, and we're battling TNA or sorry, a TMNT so turtles together, which is really cool. And I I know I keep talking about doing a a, a podcast about streaming specific, specifically about streaming but the technology that's needed to get two two people setups can together on one page and then streamed out to twitch is incredible it's so cool what's all going on in the background and i don't think most people realize how much how complex actually streaming pinball is which is really neat but i'm playing with him alongside him it should be a lot of fun so feel free to come out but i'll be on his channel um feel free to support that um, but yeah, all I can just say is thank you to flipping out pinball for, um, they've, they've lent me a stranger things that I've been playing. Zach's an awesome distributor. Feel free to reach out to him. Thank you to the TPN network for giving me a, a channel to, to speak on and stream on. Um, thank you to this week in pinball for supporting pinball promoters. Once again, feel free to leave me a, uh, a review. I'd love to continue to grow that. Uh, so anything you can write there would be appreciated and then, like always, if there's anything I can do for you guys or answer any questions or start any conversations that I'd love to share your emails on air or do whatever, uh, feel free to email me at gmail.com. Or I now have a Facebook page, which is just Just Another Pinball, so you can find me on Facebook, too. That works as well. Um, I got some merch on Silverball Swag, and I think that's it for plugs. Um, but, yeah, thanks again. Thanks again for everybody listening, and that's stayed with me this far and uh, hopefully the audio quality is better and i read everything i can on pin side so any any feedback you have there too i'm reading um but yeah thanks for listening and hopefully you guys will hear from me soon thanks bye